Welcome to Sectorhead Spotlight. I'm your host, Robert McGrorty. We're about to review the background and process of a hedge sector Sectorhead, as well as discuss some specific key themes pertinent to today's market conditions. If you'd like to learn more about their research, go to hedgeye.com forward slash research to subscribe. Now, let's dive into this episode. Good morning, Hedgeye Nation. Welcome to another episode of Sector Ed Spotlight. Uh, this week, a little bit different because we've got the head of uh, equity research, institutional uh, research and sales here with me, Daryl Jones, Jonesy Buds, as he's uh, often <laughs> referred to on the macro show. Uh, and uh, really, uh, quite quite the pleasure. I'm, I'm very excited for our conversation. It's going to be a little bit different this this week. Normally, for those that have tuned in, we often go through kind of a process and then uh, you know review. Uh, sorry, go background process and then kind of the, some themes. Yeah. Um, I think this week, as, I, as as you and I talked about ahead of time, we're we're going to go you know a little bit more background, kind of some you know some fun stories uh, from from back in the day. But you've yep. got quite quite a robust um, and diverse background uh, throughout uh, the investment uh, kind of com- community or sort yep. of different sectors and different divisions. Uh, so really quite, quite, uh, quite excited uh, yeah. for, for our conversation. So look, thank look you very much. For, yeah. Thank you for joining. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah. So Daryl, just in terms of a little background, I mean, uh, obviously if anybody's following the Hedgeye uh, process or certainly is a, is a key member of Hedgeye Nation, uh, they know that you, you played, uh, you played college hockey with, with, with Keith, Keith yep. at, at Yale. Um, but what they might not know is that you also, uh, you know, were, I believe you did stints in equity research, yep. private equity or VC, right? Uh, or, yeah, private equity. Private equity. Yeah. And, and also worked at a hedge fund, correct? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, before coming here. So it's been, uh, so not only is he a, uh, you know, a f- fantastic defenseman uh, for the Yale hockey team, <laughs> but uh, has quite, quite, a, quite a background. Yeah, I can the, give you a little. Yeah, uh, that'd be awesome. So uh, coming out of college, I worked at J.P. Morgan. Mm-hmm. In banking, which was you know one of those traditional training programs, which you know for me coming from a liberal arts background was very very helpful. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just intense training in terms of modeling, valuation. It doesn't really teach you about investing or anything like that, but you you get the skill sets um, I think to enable the next step in your career. Uh, after J.P. Morgan, I actually went to a hedge fund uh, called Dawson Giamalva, which uh, Keith was actually uh, their salesperson referred me. And then uh, a couple of days later, they decided they wanted to hire Keith as well. So oh, we, cool. we sort of joined this hedge fund together. Uh, I, I got stuck, for lack of a better word, covering uh, technology, although you know, it was a great experience in many ways. But I sort of came in as it was the last leg of the tech bubble. Got it. And then the tech bubble imploded. I think I was there for you know three, three years, three or four years. And then uh, I decided to go to biz, uh, business school. So I went to Columbia Business School. And what, what drew me to Columbia um was they had this great uh, applied value investing program yeah so you know you you get taught effectively you you apply to get into the program at columbia and then you get taught by practitioners and your project um is that what was at that point to uh you know, you do a stock pitch and you pitch it to julian robertson from tiger management oh so, cool <laughs> which and, and you know the irony is uh my stock pick was uh, ace aviation which at that time was a holding company for um basically all of kind of Air Canada's entities. Mm-hmm. And, and the irony was that, uh, you know, one of Julian's worst bets, I think, was being long US Air or something like that. Okay. <laughs> you know, so he had lost a lot of money on airlines, although I'm not sure he really cared. So, and, and I was coming in and pitching him this airline. But, you know, Air Canada or Ace Aviation was unique because of a duopoly. Yeah. They had a, they had a regional jet business that was just, you know, generating a ton of cash flow. Um, 
And then after that, I went to a, a firm called Onyx, which is a Canadian, one of the largest Canadian private equity firm. And yeah. my job there was basically a general generalist finding value oriented ideas that they thought eventually could be buyouts. Okay. Um, so we would invest capital off their balance sheet and take, you know, toehold positions and then potentially develop a relationship with management uh, to to buy the whole company or just hold it in a portfolio. Um, so did that for two or three years and then took a similar role down in um, Miami with HIG Capital, which is okay. a very, very large private equity firm. Similar story, leveraging some of the knowledge from within the private equity team to then invest in public markets. Um, and sort of did that into 2007, 2008, at the same time Keith was, uh, you know, leaving his firm, or I guess, you know, basically got fired at the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think, you know, we obviously have always been very good friends. And, you know, at the time he asked me sort of what I thought he should do next. And I, I knew that he had done pretty well financially. So I encouraged him to, you know, start something on his own because mm -hmm. I knew he's a real entrepreneur. You know, he had businesses in college. Um, and so he developed the, this idea for Hedgeye, which at the time we called Research Edge. Mm -hmm actually pitched me to join right away, but, you know, I had a good job, but, you know, what happened over time is I found myself, you know, really talking to Keith a lot, talking about the business, and, you know, eventually I just found I was more passionate about what he was building versus yeah. my job at the time, so I, you know, I lived in South Beach, which was great <laughs> as a single guy, but, you know, I, I decided, you know, sort of roll the dice to some extent, because I, you know, I believed in the concept that of, of sort of re reinventing and democratizing research. Mm. You know, and it's been a long road in doing that, but um, I sort of believed in that idea. You know, I so, said, you know, drove up uh, from Miami to New Haven, rented an apartment, and, you know, we we're kind of off and running. I think at that point we were maybe eight or nine people. Okay. And then, you know, Keith and I, you know, the first thing we sort of did together was start the macro product. Which, okay. Um, you know, 15 or 16 years ago looked very different than it does today. You know, over time, it's become much more quantitative. Uh, we have a much larger team. Yep. I think we really are on top of all the data, you know, maybe or potentially better than any other firm. Yeah. Um, but it's been an evolution and a learning process. And, and then uh, over time, I sort of have swerved more into management, you know, becoming the head of research and head of sales. So mm -hmm. sort of overseeing the institutional team, which has been a lot of fun as well. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's a great background, yeah. and and such, such much of that I didn't know, Dale. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, but the the other piece that that you know that many might not know within Hedge Nation, uh, especially where they kind of uh, typically see you on the macro show and, and kind of the the Q and A piece at the yeah. end, end of the show, um, it would be that you 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 do have a big piece. Uh, you, you put out, you publish the morning note every day. Yeah. Uh, so you do have a, a, a good chunk of process that goes into, you know, it, go, yeah, I it mean, goes into that. So, so yeah, you my, know, do you my, mind just like kind of expanding? Yeah, as, my, like, my uh, role in research has really kind of changed and evolved over time. Yeah. Um, you know, I think based on my background, I'm unique in the sense that I sort of have the ability to some extent to do a little bit of anything. Sure. So, you know, when we lost our... You know, when when we when we have have had shifts on the fundamental side, and we haven't had many lately, but I would help out on the sort of equity research yep. as as a coach or mentor to, to you know a young guy that was building up. Who yep. Sort of did that in energy. Done that with Felix to some extent when he first got going in China. Yep. Um, but macro, I've always been involved a little bit. You know, early on, I was you know one of the guys grinding on the themes deck, and I, th I think I actually maybe originally came up with the idea of the themes, uh, which has you know played out very well for us. And by yeah. the way, become a 
incredible pr product over time. Initially, it wasn't, it was kind of okay, but yep. you, know, you can see, you know, what we presented yesterday. That's know, under 130 slides. It's just the, the depth blows me away, and it's, you know, a testament to the team. We it's build. incredible. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I shared a tweet yesterday about, uh, you know, kind of shouting out, you know, Christian and, and Steiner and Drago and, yep. and Tex. I mean, the whole team. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's five. Uh, Richie, I miss yeah. Richie. I kind of miss Richie, right? Yeah, uh, but, <laughs> yeah they just but they, they, they just absolutely crushed that. Yeah, they, they grind. Um, and then, you know, so I still, um, I'll, you know, I write the early look from time to time. I'm in, involved in the, the macro process to some extent, and then I do a morning note, which we call the, the, the morning shift, mm -hmm. which is basically, um, and part of it is sort of born from my own morning process and then things we do internally yeah. sort of feed the macro show. But, you know, the idea there is to sort of contextualize the key uh, global macro data points in terms of how they fit within our view. So, yeah. Are things improving or are they getting worse? Um, are there sort of specific outliers we want to highlight? And then, you know, also we look a lot at uh, rates, futures, and just kind of trying to put the whole picture together in a very concise note um, that typically comes out after all the U.S. data has been released. So, yep. which is, you know, the last data point from the U.S. is typically around 1030. So then I'll be sort of putting it together during the morning and usually publishing it around 11. And yep. then a part of that, which we added is, um, the macro ETFs, so of course, the re-rank. That's that's kind of the you know here you know here's we're delivering all this information to you. Then at the top of that note is okay. Here's what we're we're doing with it. Yep. Here's what you should consider doing with it. And I think all that's come together pretty well over time. So. Yeah, I would completely agree. Yeah. And and the beauty is that it continues to evolve, right? Yeah. Like the the quarterly themes has evolved from I, I, I'm still a relative rookie given the fact that like Hedge has been around for 15 years. Yeah. You know, I found you guys in 2020. So I oh, mean, right? yeah. yeah, it's like even the quarterly themes has evolved in terms of like what that looks like in the presentation, uh, just in the, you know, two and a half years that, or yeah. three years that I've, I've kind of known y'all. Uh, and same thing with like the morning shift and the re-rank uh, product is phenomenal yeah. in terms of uh, CS for those at home for from the re-rank. Uh, that's a, that's an insider look, <coughs> excuse me, um, into Keith's long only, a portfolio so he sends basically a rank order of his uh positions and then he sends it to the team and then we we publish that within the morning shift so again as josie said it comes out about 11 you know eleven thirty or so uh depending on how much data is out there and that kind yep. of thing but it's uh yeah so that's a weekly product that, or sorry a daily product that we send out and uh for instance yesterday uh, the, you published the morning shift and then the re-ranks came in afterwards because of the themes right so yeah. you know <laughs> yeah sometimes we, we always get that out i mean it, it just yeah. kind of depends there, right there's not yeah. a lot of data out there i know yeah, there's never perfection and completely uh, completely yeah. but yeah i mean you know the reality is we're all busy too right yeah so yeah yeah uh, we try to we do know that people expect certain timelines but you know sometimes the world doesn't work that way 100 a small company and yeah. we're all trying to do a lot but, <laughs> exactly yeah. try to do our best 100 yeah, percent. yeah hi robert mcgordy here director of subscriber development at hedgeye join our entire research analyst team live before the market opens for deep dive investing analysis our favorite stock ideas and our risk manager in chief keith mccullough's macro overlay our team of 40-plus equity analysts discuss key market developments, trends, and our high-conviction, long-and-short investing ideas. You will not get this granular level of insight anywhere else. A video replay, audio version, and analyst summary notes from the call are available shortly after each live show to ensure you don't miss anything. Go to hedgeye.com forward slash research to subscribe. And tune in live to the call weekdays at 7.45 a.m. Eastern. 
enjoy the rest of this episode. So in terms of, uh, you know, if we could maybe pivot a little bit just from uh, perhaps, you know, we, we, this is the sector head spotlight. So we've yeah. sat down with a number of the sector heads. Still have uh, uh, Jay Van Skyver and Steiner uh, to sit with. And then uh, I believe I'll, I'll uh, hit everybody. But yeah. um, we're trying to fit you. you were, we're trying to cap you off with, with you at the end there. But yeah. the schedule just didn't quite work that way. But that's okay. Um, but in terms of uh, the research side of, of the house, yeah. uh, when you're looking at, you know, perhaps bringing on a new analyst, I know we've been kind of especially uh, looking for an energy analyst. Yep. You know, we had one back in the day and, and kind of trying to replace that as a top priority. But but we're constantly on the look for for kind of new talent. Um, what does that kind of process kind of look like for, for somebody that's out there that might be interested in joining HedgeEye or putting their, you know, hat yep. in the ring? Uh, maybe we can go down that, that, well, that think, kind of... Well, I think, you know, for... This, you know, maybe applies to anybody on the research t- side, but for a sector head in particular, you know, what we're looking for is, you know, a domain expert. So somebody that we feel really knows their industry, you know, better than anybody else. Um, the caveat to that is we've uh, had some homegrown sector heads where mm-hmm. we thought they had, they had the ability to get to know their industry extremely well. Yep. So you kind of need that. And, you know, Brian McGough, Todd Jordan, or prim- and Howard Penny, to prime examples, you know, they just probably know the industry and have followed it longer than almost anybody that's still active. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a passion for, you know, we call it the game is important, but you know, the, the idea in research, it's about, you know, solving a puzzle and, you know, you, the, we, we test for this by having, you know, the, these people come in and pitch us some of their ideas and you can really see who wants to go the extra length to solve the puzzle and come up with the conclusion which is you know is the stock going up up or down you know and i you know i look through all of our sector heads and you know across the board whether it's rob simone jay van skyver you know on down the list you know ami joseph when they've come in and pitched our team literally everybody said we got we have to hire this guy so you know there's a little bit of you know it when you see it yep the passion is reflected in their work and then I think the other thing too is you know there's a dispassionate component to it as well, which is the analytical side. So nobody, you know, you can't have somebody that's married to an idea or position. They have to have the mental flexibility to yeah. admit they're wrong, um, let their work speak for themselves. Uh, but it's sort of all those things. And then you know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, at times, you know, I, I think people get a, the wrong perspective of Hedgeye on Twitter and you know who we are and you know the culture we have here. But we're very collaborative open you know welcoming culture and you know i think when whenever you have a smaller team you need somebody that you feel can fit into that easily so absolutely no absolutely yeah. and i mean tom toman said it on the on the call this morning in terms of just evolving and learning yeah. right and and you know even though he's been he's a seasoned veteran as well um you know he's continually evolving his pride and they all are i mean yeah. I, I i it's it's incredible the amount of uh, evolution that basically every you know it's the almost opposite of what you would call or what you would see at a morgan stanley or jb morgan again i'm not i'm not hating on those people it's just it's just a, it's just kind of a fact that it's you have seasoned vets they kind of cover the same companies and have done so for yeah. you know 20 years and you know they have their own process but as the game evolves you know they don't necessarily evolve with it well or, yeah or, i think i think the job at those firms is slightly different you know i'll give you an example i interviewed somebody earlier this week um, you know, who would be a metals and mining okay. analyst potentially. And I won't say the firm he's at, but, you know, the reality is, you know, even though there's some regulatory things in place now for this, he's he's still somewhat uh, has to be aware of the banking, the banking side. Right? Absolutely. So it's a big piece of the puzzle. You know, he, you know, he has to be careful to some extent about what he writes, how he writes it, what his ratings are. And I think for somebody that, 
you know, I think this individual could be one of those people, but somebody that's just passionate about the research. Yeah. That's a tough place to be. Um, yeah. Not to say that any of these firms are bad or the people there are bad, but oh, like, exactly. what we do is peer research, right? So yeah. you either pay us or you don't pay us based on whether you think we're doing high quality research and over time we're more right than wrong. Yeah. So, no, you're spot on there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, and, uh, sorry, I, I've lost my train of thought. It's not That's a big deal. <laughs> so we'll, it happens. Uh, it does. It does. Uh, so why don't we uh, sort of pivot a little bit in terms of, uh, you know, kind of, you know, you, you're on the Mac show every day. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like broader themes for 2023 that really stand out to you and, and, what, and it doesn't have to be macro or anything, yeah. it can be, you know, sector style, but we'd love to just kind of hear your thoughts in, in terms of some things that, uh, again, like I think. Uh, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I think from an investing style, you're you're different than Keith, and in, yeah. in terms of you know uh, maybe not touching your positions and portfolio as incrementally as you might. Yeah, I'm talking about your we don't yeah. have to get into your PA positions, but yeah. just in terms of your out you know, like the way that you think about the investing is, is is perhaps a little bit more longer term uh, yeah. and, and a little less. Like, yeah, kind I of think like, for me, um, does that make yeah, sense? What I'm yeah, yeah, no, like I I have a more t a more challenging time with the day to day or week to week trading and. Yeah. Um, and I think it's an issue a lot of people have. To me, it's more of a, I tend to be a chaser, right? So <clears throat> I've recognized that over time when I feel the need to chase, I just do a smaller position and yep. get that out of my system. Yep. But for me, the quads over time are a pretty good guidepost, right? Where you're getting a series of similar quads in a row. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we had that with kind of quad two coming out of the pandemic where, you know, one could argue that we got, we were late to the rally, but then we stayed with it sort of through its duration so there's a lot of alpha to capture there mm -hmm. and then you know sort of coming you know coming into 2022 with you know this sort of foreshadowing of, of quad fours yep. and what we thought was going to happen you know so you know for me like coming out of the pandemic eventually sort of go quote unquote full on risk where yep. you know, more exposure to equity etc and then you know probably coming into 2022 i got a lot more conservative you know, so, yep. and have generally stayed conservative. Um, yep. I tend to, you know, make changes when I guess there are displacements where, you know, I, th you know, I think, you know, there's sort of more of the risk has been priced in or, or, or priced out to some extent. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, I think from a top-down perspective for me, seeing what Keith's doing every day um, in the macro ETF stuff is, is important and great signs. And I, I'll at times make changes on that, but you know, a higher level, it's sort of the quads and how that's all changing. And that, yeah, that sort of goes to what I do every day because I'm sort of looking at the granular data and yeah. watching it. And I think China is a, is a pretty good example of, you know, when, you know, the signals line up, I, uh, case quantitative signaling process, there's potentially a pretty good economic recovery story in China that, you know, to some extent we've already seen data points have, um, that have played out that way but we, you know on friday we have or tomorrow we have uh china pmi so the, to the extent we get more validation of that i think that's that's pretty interesting and the, you know at the same time you have china you know really loosening monetary policy where most of the world is still tight or tightening right so i think you know, you, you have the china you have you know still i think playing quad four as that plays out um in terms of stocks, obviously, if, if we're thinking about China, you know, I think some of Felix's names are ideas to look at. I, you know, I always have always enjoyed Brian's research because I, I think he's always good at providing you both longs and shorts. Mm -hmm. 
where I really like Brian's research is when economic recoveries start to happen because you know he does his his stocks really have the potential for sort of exponential acceleration right yeah. you know yeah. and especially in a time where and you know I don't think we're there yet I'm sure Brian would say the same thing but eventually you know all these inventories in retail you know get sold and, and the margins come like down a, a lot but then but then we have this sort of you know reacceleration where margins expand again inventories are low economic demand comes back the consumer is in better shape so i think yep. retail is a great sector to play actually within our quad framework yeah so. no no I, I would agree i think it's a great synopsis and yeah. uh it's interesting you, you mentioned kind of the quad four dynamic because last night on the weekly notebook review uh which is hosted on spaces and will be up on on youtube here later today but uh, there's a gentleman brian newark uh he he, he was kind of uh saying one of the best things about Hedgeye was that he, he pivoted uh, in his um, 529 plan for his kids uh, back in kind of like late 2022 to basically fully cash. And, yep. and he's been tracking that and it saved him, you know, basically two years worth of college uh, in terms of the, yep. just like just being out, right? In terms yep. of like a president, you know, uh, our core foundational principles are, you know, preserve, protect, and then compound. So I just, I always try to reiterate that, right? Yeah. It's, it's preserve first because we, we are, we, we work hard for our hard earned capital and then it's, and then it's, you know, protecting it in terms of incrementally getting in and out or sizing the positions according to, you know, volatility, adjusting those. Yeah. And then lastly, it's, you know, to get in the juice, right? So yeah. like compounding them. And, and uh, for those at home, I think that's a really important piece. Uh, and there's a lot of different ways to skin the cat in terms of how to accomplish that task yeah uh but yeah so it's uh so it's good uh well we're coming up here and i think those at home would be very um uh, upset with me if i didn't at least get a story <laughs> or two uh from uh between you and keith you guys have been boys or buddies for a long time um, uh, I'll, I, I, you know we don't need any dirt uh but just a fun story that i think uh would be awesome to end the end, end the conversation on um well one of my favorite stories um about keith is you know which sort of speaks to who he's become over time mm -hmm. um you know because he really likes to take on the establishment right yeah and, you know as much as people want to try to rein him in you know that's never going to change you know yeah we see somebody that needs challenging and he's going to challenge and you know i think the first time i really saw that uh, come into come into play was when we were in college playing hockey um we played cornell and i don't even really remember the score, but the Cornell coach, I think, was yelling at Keith while he was on the ice. And, and you know, so we, after the game, and Keith, you know, of course, if you know Keith, he remembers things like that. Oh, so yeah. we're, you know, and the, the Cornell coach is a very renowned coach and is, is actually still there, but we're in in uh, the lineup shaking hands after the game and, you know, comes up to the Cornell coach and Keith shakes his hand and doesn't let go of it. <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> this whole melee ensues. But, you know, I think that's... To me, an early sign that like you know people can say what they want about him or do what they want, but like if he you know he's going to tell you what he thinks of you regardless of who you are as well. So yeah. and, you know I think that over time is something that uh, is important. You know has been very valuable for us because a lot of people are well you know they're not willing to call somebody out until everybody else is calling them out. Yeah. Where I think in general. You know, maybe we call people out too much, but in general, we've been pretty spot on with some of these things. And it's a recognition that, you know, a lot of these talking heads or people that, you know, other other people think are prominent. You know, there's more to the story than you realize. And, yes. you know, you're seeing this all uncovered right now with, 
within the crypto and banks and yeah. etc so the charlatans of the world yeah that's exactly. right yeah that's a great a great story and, and appreciate you sharing that yep. um and appreciate your time with us today you uh, it's been 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 a good one uh for those at home hope you enjoyed that all the best see you next week don't forget to check out hedgeye.com to get more actionable investing insights from our team of more than 40 research analysts and check us out on twitter at our handle at hedgeye this presentation is informational only none of the information contained herein constitutes an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security or investment vehicle nor does it constitute investment recommendation or legal tax accounting or investment advice by hedgeye or any of its employees officers agents or guests this information is presented without regard for individual investment preferences or risk parameters and is general non-tailored non-specific information this content is based on information from sources believed to be reliable. Hedge is not responsible for errors, inaccuracies, or omissions of information. The opinions and conclusions contained in this report are those of the individual expressing those opinions and conclusions and are intended solely for the use of Hedge subscribers and the authorized recipients of the content. All investments entail a certain degree of risk and financial instrument prices can fluctuate based on several factors, including those not considered in the preparation of the content. Consult your financial professional before investing. The information contained herein is protected by United States and foreign copyright laws and is intended solely for the use of its authorized recipient. Access must be provided directly by Hedge Redistribution or republication is strictly prohibited. For more details, Detail, please refer to the terms of service at hedgeye.com slash terms of service.